to talk about all of it. Alex Smith, co-host of the Ice Guys, an analyst against the number. He has at AX Smith Sports on Twitter. Alex, welcome back to the show. Excited to talk to you about this round moving forward and, and your reaction to all the game sevens here. But I just we were just talking about before the um, you know the break end and coming back. Colorado, one of the uh, the ones that did had required almost no sweat. They get through, no big deal, no no long series, no game seven. They're obviously the favorite here. They're at plus two ten to win the cup. Eight teams left. And I saw this, thought it was interesting. Colorado plus two ten or the field minus two sixty five. After one round, if if I said take one of those, Colorado to win this thing at plus two ten or the field at minus two sixty five, how would you bet on that? I would I would have to lean toward the field at plus two sixty five. I mean, the the thing with Colorado, as great as they looked in that first series against Nashville, I mean it was a, it was a clean sweep, which is something I actually predicted and uh, it's a bet that I was able to cash, but. Their caveat has been they haven't been able to get past that second round. Uh, And they're playing a battle-tested team now in in St. Louis. And sometimes you see those teams, when they sweep a series, maybe kind of, you know, they've had extra rest. That can also be a deterrent where you have a team that's played a bit bit fresher. So game one is going to be very important in that series. So I I don't don't know if I would just jump on that right away. And for those who do like uh, Colorado, I actually talked about this on another show, I actually would look at maybe trying to, you know, bet a, a better uh, odds future with the Conn Maestro. If you look at somebody like Kale McCarr at 6-1 to one, uh, or, or even uh, Nathan McKinnon at around 550 as opposed to getting the, that, you know, plus 200 price uh, for them to win the Cup. Well, Alex, I uh, want to give you credit because uh, at the very start uh, of the playoffs here, before this first round, uh, you came on the show and you were saying, you know, hey, look, look they, we get it every year. People are saying it's going to be low scoring. Things tighten up. And maybe we did see that over the weekend. But by and large, I thought the, the, the biggest story in the first round of the NHL playoffs was the high scoring, which led to a lot of covers with puck lines. And and we're still seeing at the start of the second round a bunch of six-and-a-halfs and, and sevens posted. So uh, tell us what you thought about the scoring in the first round and if it's going to start to change. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was pretty much just like like I felt. I felt that carryover from what we saw, especially toward the second half of, of the season with just the higher scoring. You know, it just seemed like, you know, defenses just weren't fully focused at the very beginning. Uh, obviously, you had a lot of goaltending kind of issues with a couple of teams. Look at things about the Boston Carolina series. They had to kind of flip-flop with, with, with goalies and net. Uh, and, and, you know, like I said, over the weekend, we saw the scoring kind of trend a bit downward. Obviously, things always tighten up when you talk about game sevens. Uh, and now I feel like the tide is going to kind of turn, which is great because, like I said, now we're still seeing those those totals, that six and a half and, and so forth. Now is where we're going to see more of the playoff-style hockey. I think now is where we're going to start seeing, you know, teams really kind of clamp up early and then make their adjustments in the second and third periods, and that's when we'll see more scoring. But uh, we might be able to take advantage now of some unders uh, as opposed to what we saw with just it was some, a barrage of overs, like the first period, full game. Uh, third period over the elimination, everything uh, was was going over in that first round. Now is where we're probably going to start to see teams settle in a bit more defensively. Now, it would be more full game under the first period under. Yeah, you, you have to kind of still take that team by team because there are some teams where their pace of play still would, would uh, you know, look for them to possibly maybe get over that that first period. Obviously, if that it also depends on what numbers we're going to see. If we're going to start seeing, you'll continue to see twos. In that first period, then that's what I maybe would look at an under, but one and a half, that's always still a, a dangerous kind of number. 
to look more with what an under with. I think the six and a half, and like I said, if the sevens, if those pop up for the full games, that's where you'll be able to kind of to kind of make those adjustments. Because also, if you see them kind of score early, we like I said, things could could kind of reverse, and we see things clamp down a little bit later. That gives more opportunity for even some live unders as well uh, at a bigger number. So you, you still have to kind of take it series by series. There's no blanket way to just say, oh, bet everything under or, or bet, you know, uh, everything first period under. You have to kind of still do some more homework with it. But, it. but as far as I think on a generalization level goes, I think we'll see more unders uh, coming in now than we did. I mean, it was it seemed like I think the first four or five days of the first round, we hardly saw anything go under. So, uh, I think this is going to be a bit more balanced in this next round and, and move it forward. Alex, let's start going through the series here. Eastern Conference, Florida, who's the favorite to win this conference right now against Tampa Bay, the team that's done this so many times. Florida, minus 154 to win the series. Lightning, plus 128. You could also take a, a series spread, and the favorite on the spread is Lightning, plus a game and a half is minus 170. That would lead us to a very long series. How do you see this one playing out? The favorite against a team that's been here and done this so many times. Yeah, and that's a bit, this is a heated rivalry. They played each other last year in the postseason, but you look at their regular season matchups too. I mean, it's just uh, just absolutely vicious. And I think that's what we're going to kind of still see here. We're going to see a very physical series, uh, a lot of hard and heavy hitting. The thing is, which team has the most discipline in still playing physical, keeping out of the penalty box? That's going to be the X factor. That would lean more toward Tampa Bay, obviously. The back-to-back defending champions. They've been here multiple times. They fought through a tough series and, and is able to to advance here at this point. Florida, you know, had their, their struggles as well early in that series against Washington. But once they got their offense rolling, uh, things were able to carry on. So I would look at a long series. I mean, this, you look at the series total games uh, props. The favorite there is for it to go seven games at plus 190. So I would probably be looking at betting anything for the series to go six or seven games. Uh, you know, and it's, right now it's kind of a, a toss-up. I think Florida is a better team, but Tampa Bay is the offense, you know, the, the power that that be, and you know, winning two in a row. Uh, wonder if their fatigue starts to set in now, especially playing after another grueling seven-game series. All right, let's see in the East. Uh, we got Carolina and the New York Rangers. I see Carolina minus one sixty uh, for the first game, minus one ninety for the series. It's the lowest total that we're seeing. How are you going to attack this one-two matchup? Yeah, and it's so interesting because if you look at the regular season history between these two teams going back to literally 15, 16 years, New York had dominated Carolina. Uh, and it was very odd, too, because if you look through certain games, there'd be plenty of times where Carolina had outshot them by a 2-1 to margin, and all of a sudden the Rangers end up with a 3-2 win or a 4-2 win. Uh, that tie changed this year. Carolina was was the much better uh, team in that head-to-head series, uh, and now with the momentum they have uh, coming off of that series win against Boston, I think they're the team to beat right now in that series. I like Hurricanes. I'm looking at a four-two correct series price at plus four ten. Uh, that's the way I'm, I'm looking at attacking that now, and I'm definitely going to be looking at uh, Carolina in Game One. What about the Battle of Alberta? Could you see the winner of the Oilers and Flames series going on to win the Cup? Well, I don't know that's tough. Obviously, it hasn't been a Canadian team to win the Cup since the 93 uh, Montreal squad, but it, this is going to be a, a tough battle. And honestly, I, I would not I would say no just because of the fact that these two teams, this is one of the more hated rivalries in, in, in the NHL. 
And I feel like this is going to be where the, the team that gets out of this probably won't win the next round because these two teams are just going to really take it at each other. Uh, this is definitely one I feel, and I think most people just automatically feel this goes seven games, uh, and I wouldn't be shocked by that at all. Uh, you know, at Calgary, they're going to be able to play a bit more of their style of hockey in the second round. They have to kind of really tighten up and play uh, more old school of a, of a, of a series in Dallas. Edmonton, obviously, with the offense they have, uh, they're going to be a bit more up and down the ice. So it's going to be a fun series to watch. And I think it's going to be a long one. So I'd look at maybe uh, trying to bet that at six or seven games. I couldn't tell you right now who's going to win between the two, but uh, I probably won't have an, an exact price. But I definitely would look at either betting it to go six or seven games. Alex B. Smith joining us here, talking some NHL postseason. All right, let's talk about Colorado-St. Louis. Um, it's the biggest mismatch in terms of the odds in the second round. Colorado minus 400 to win the series. Blues plus 310. We just saw a short series. You mentioned a few minutes ago maybe that could hurt Colorado in the beginning of this thing. A little rusty here. Uh, what do you make of this series? How would you play this? Avalanche, Blues. Yeah, this is what I would look forward to just kind of maybe if you like to want to wait for a series price, adjust it. In, in the series, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'll be on St. Louis uh, plus 180 uh, in game one. Like I said, I want to see how Colorado responds after having that time off. And these are two teams that obviously are division rivals. They've played each other pretty tight over the years. As good as Colorado is, I think said that I want to see if it's rest or if it's rust out of game one. And then I got to look to attack the series from there. But I will be on St. Louis uh, money line in game one. And then carry over and, and where they can kind of catch Colorado off guard and still home ice. All right. Very good. Uh, so, but as a series, would you, would you play the spread on St. Louis side? Do you think this can go the distance? Yeah, that, that is possible. Now, yeah. If, if, now, if Colorado comes out buzzing in game one, yeah. Uh, then, yeah, you're not going to be able to really kind of adjust to get the best prices looking toward Colorado. But that, that would possibly be something that I, I would consider as well. Uh, like you said, yeah, every, everything's gonna. I feel everything's going to tighten up general as a generalization in the second round. So I don't know if we're going to see a, a lot of like you said, five game, six game series. So I don't t- tend to play those spreads too often. But uh, like I said, okay. I just I just kind of look to pick things out, you know, between games. And once I do, like because most of the series prices I played in the first round are usually at the beginning. But when I go second and third round, I tend to kind of look for spots to play uh, adjusted. And so, yeah. So my my overall answer to that would be no. I wouldn't do the series price in that in that one. Like I said, just kind of maybe take that one a little bit more game by game. Alex, what about the prop market? Is there anywhere you might be looking for any of these series? Well, you know, as far as looking, like I said, sometimes with uh, you know looking at those constants, uh, like I said, that's a way that I'd like to adjust with uh, you know looking at. I think a team could make a run to a cup or make a run to the conference finals. That's a better way to kind of approach these. Like I said, obviously Colorado being the big favorite, you get a better price looking at Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr to win the Con Smythe because both would be the two guys that are in that running. Should they get even to the Stanley Cup final, you'd rather get a plus, you know, 550 than um, obviously if Colorado wins this next series, you may not even see plus 200. You might actually be laying a price as the, as the heavy favorite. Uh, but when you look even at a Tampa Bay, for example, uh, you know, you get Nikita Kucherov at twenty-two to one. It's a better price than you're going to find anything with, with Tampa Bay moving forward. Obviously, as, as you know, 
they get through these series. So that's the only way I did look for as props. As far as like player props during games, that hasn't been something that I've really attacked so uh, so far this postseason or even in the second half of the year. Uh, because you know this is the time now where anybody can step up and look at. Uh, you know, Nick Paul was the guy, the hero for them in Game Seven, where everybody would think of you know Kucherov or Steven Stamkos to be the guy to, to step up in those big games. It's always those those players that are they usually those bottom six guys that just have a great night and carry their team forward. So that's why I kind of stay away from the player the player prop market as far as games go in the postseason. Alex, I want to follow up on the Smythe and you threw out some uh, different ideas on on that. Uh, have you noticed any sort of a trend, any sort of uh, a typical way in recent years that voters have gone? Do they go for the high, higher scoring or can we go netminder? Like Mike Smith has been playing much better than expected, even though they're a longer shot. The Oilers to win it. You could find him at 50 to one or Igor, a guy that is regarded as uh, if not the best, one of the best goaltenders in the NHL. They're a longer shot. But hey, I mean, if the Rangers are going to win it all, isn't Igor going to be standing on his head at 30 to one? Any goaltenders that you're considering for Consmite? No, I haven't. Uh, we haven't seen a goaltender win a Consmite trophy. Well, the fifth best lefty last year. Before that, we hadn't seen it since 2012. I tend to not look at goaltenders. I tend to look for either one of the top leading scorers on the team. And because when you look at a team that's Right think- enough, both years last last season and the year before, I had Braden Point uh, to win because I thought he was the best player on that on their team, and and the, the numbers reflected it as well. But it ended up being Victor Hedman and Andre Vasilevsky respectively in those two two seasons. But uh, yeah, I tend to stay away from goalies. I try to look for the top top goal scorers, maybe some of the veterans uh, on that team as well, because they can kind of kind of become a popularity award. Say if uh, you know a, a team like Florida goes all the way. Uh, you know, Claude Giroux wouldn't be a, a, a you know bad shot unless he's just completely absent on the score sheet throughout the series. Uh, he might be a guy just because of the fact he's played for a while, and if he does chip in, they just kind of give him that award. So, so yeah, it's more of a it's slightly half popularity contest and half leading score thing. That's what I usually see uh, the trend that you see the last decade. Alex, great stuff, man. We appreciate it. Alex Smith, co-host of the Ice Guys and an analyst at Against the Number. He was on the Roma guest line. Get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of privacy of your home. Go to GetRoman.com slash Beckhuel now to get $15 off your first. But that's GetRoman.com slash Beckhuel. We appreciate Alex's insight there. It is interesting. Joe, you asked him about the, uh, the totals in these games and how this will start to maybe change a little bit and shift a little bit. I would expect it to. But man, he he seems to think Colorado is going to win, but maybe not not as easily in the second round. Interesting. Yes, yes, maybe uh, in certain games you could look at the puck line on get on the underdog side, or yeah, totals in that one already posted at six and a half or seven. A couple of these series. Yep, and and a great one between Tampa Bay and Florida as well. Joe O, Joe G, and Hawks for BetQL Daily right here on the BetQL Network. These Joes are helping you bet like a pro. It's Joe Ostrowski.